What's up, Duke fans, and welcome to another episode of Duke Blue Central. We are coming at you right now live uh, after the Duke-Arizona game where the Blue Devils unfortunately took their first loss of the season. Final score of 78-73 to in favor of the Arizona Wildcats. And I'm coming at you uh, live right now, right after the game, to again give you some kind of instant reactions, uh, my thoughts on, on what happened there in uh, in Cameron tonight. And I just want to start out with this. Let me be maybe your uh, <laughs> your your calming voice right now, even throughout a, uh, a really early and unusually early Duke loss. I think Duke is going to be just fine. Now, I, I don't want that to sound like uh, I'm just dismissing this loss, uh, but listen, it, it is super early in the season, and I think Arizona is a really good team and has a chance to do something special this year. And I know it's at home. I know Duke's the number two ranked team. I know we were the favorites. I know, you know, everybody was picking us to win. But Duke is going to be just fine. And I want to kind of break down this game into a couple different categories, tell you why I think that. Um, but let's just start. Let's get the bad out of the way. I kind of want to do the good, the bad, and then maybe wrap up with some uh, some total thoughts on on what happened out there tonight. But let's just get the bad out of the way, okay? There are a couple of guys out there that I think would tell you themselves they did not have a great game. And, and I don't want to rag on these guys. I think I saw a little bit too much uh, ragging on certain players in particular when I was looking online uh, among the Duke fans today. I understand we get frustrated with players' performances, but, but we can't drag these guys' names through the muds, okay? They're Duke players no matter what. Uh, we're going to root for them no matter what, root for their success no matter what. But I, I think even if you ask th these three guys, they would tell you they didn't have their best game. And, and I think that's Tyrese Proctor, Mark Mitchell, and Ryan Young. I, I, I think that... Ryan Young, in particular, the matchup just wasn't great for him. I thought he did get better as uh, as the game progressed, um, but I just don't think the matchup favored him, and he just missed some shots and missed some rebounds he normally gets. There were a couple times he had a chance to grab offensive board or defensive board or, or had a chance to put up a shot really close to the basket where he's normally so, so efficient, and he just missed them tonight. And, uh, you know, when you're a guy coming off the bench like he is, you miss those opportunities. Sometimes you end up with a bad game, especially when the matchup just doesn't favor your playing style at, at all. Um, and, and I would think he'd be the first to tell you that. Uh, second guy, Mark Mitchell, kind of tough game for Mark Mitchell to be his first game coming back into college basketball. I think we all kind of forgot about that. Uh, but Mark Mitchell had, had not played a game this season until now. I know he played in the exhibition, but this is a tough one to just jump into. And now, on the defensive side of the ball, I do, I do think Mark played great. I, I think a, one of the big positives I'm taking away from this game is I think we got the answer to the question of can Duke beat teams with a dominant big man? And I, I, I have to say that that answer is yes after tonight. And I think a huge reason we can is because even though Flip is not just a monster defensively at the five, I think he's fine. In tandem with Mark, we can shut down opposing teams' star center. I just think we can. There were times that Ballo was up against Mark and just Mark tonight, and Mark held his own. So I think Mark can fill in against opposing fives if we need to. Um, but offensively, Mitchell just did not have a great game. He finished with nine points. 
Um, he was 0 for 4 from 3. That was a big story of this game. And only 4 for 10 from the field. Just, man, and I'm going to say this about a lot of the guys, just some shots that he normally sees goes in, go in. I, I just felt like some of the shots he was taking weren't great. Felt like they were a little rushed. Felt like they looked a little wonky. And then he didn't cash in on any of his three-pointer attempts. I really don't mind Mark taking open threes. I, I know his shot doesn't look the best, but... Look, they were going in at a high clip last year. There were times where he was our leading three-point shooter, even though last year's team was a bad three-point shooting team. I don't mind Mark shooting threes, but if you take four, you got to make at least one of those for me to even think about you saying, for for me to even think about saying he had a great, good shooting night. Um, Missed all four. A couple of them were wide open. I think most of them were were pretty wide open. Mark's just got to make at least one of those. Ideally, he's making two of those. If you take four open threes, I would hope that he could be 50% on on wide open threes. Um, And then lastly, this is the guy that I thought maybe his – Mark Mitchell's poor performance was more just on one side of the court. And and Proctor, too, I thought played played pretty good defense. Um, But – Offensively, I just I, I just don't think he he had it today. I, I I know he I think he finished with eight points. Let me look here. Yeah, uh, yeah, finished with eight points, three for nine shooting from the field, only one for six on his threes, only shot one free throw. Uh, that was another big story of this game. I didn't think Duke got to the line as much as they could have. Uh, they weren't driving with. <laughs> as much purpose as they normally do. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I just don't think that, that Proctor really had it tonight. I, I think there were times that we could have really played through him and played through his creativity. He turned the ball over three times, which is tied for first place on the team tonight, which is not something he normally does. There were a couple passes he had that were just bad tonight, and, and that's something I think I've never said about Proctor. Uh, I, I just think he, he had a rough night. I, I, I think there's no way around it. He did make one three that was huge at the time, huge three, uh, to kind of, I think that brought Duke back to, uh, only one point, uh, deficit, but so it was a big three that he hit and we know the kid can play. I, I, I just think he didn't have it tonight. I, I don't think that, that he was at his a game. I think he would tell you that, um, and I just think for us to win these big games, we are going to need to see some more from him or have another guard behind him step up just in a in a bigger way. Uh, but, yeah, there were times I, I just didn't feel like his playmaking was as there. I, even in the pick and rolls and things like that, it just didn't – I don't think we ran enough pick and roll. I'd love to see Flip and Proctor really involved every time on the offense – uh, with setting screens and passing out of them and things, but I, I don't think we saw enough of that. But even there were when there were opportunities for him, uh, uh, he just didn't have it. He there was a huge play where we could have taken the lead on on a shot that he eventually made, but he traveled in the middle of the lane. I don't think he looked for his shot enough. I, I would love to see him actually. Sh- I know he had a rough kind of shooting night, but I, I'd love to see him be more aggressive and really take it to the hole or do those little moves and get a step back in the mid-range. I, I would have liked to have seen that a little bit more from him, but uh, not to rag on the guy too much. He, he's an awesome player, and I think he's going to have a great year. I just don't think he had it tonight. I, I don't think he played his best. Um, and knowing the type of player he is and and the attitude he has towards the game, I, I think he's going to take this one on the chest. 
Um, I, I feel like he's really going to take ownership over this game, especially being a captain. Um, I, I have to feel like in that locker room right now and in the post-game conference, haven't watched anything yet, but I, I really think he'll shoulder a lot of the, a lot of the responsibility for this loss. Um, yeah. And, and kind of as a team, that's kind of the poor player performances, poor team performances. Listen, the big one everyone's talking about right now is rebounding. Yes. Okay. We had a poor rebounding performance. So the final performance, the final stats were Duke 33 rebounds, Arizona 45. That is a big disadvantage. But these are all all these people just saying Duke can't rebound that this that. It they're bad takes because I, we know this team is going to be get out rebounded. That's it's it's part of the fabric of this team. I, I understand you always want to rebound. It, it's very important. Yes, but. When you're playing a smaller lineup, when you're playing multiple guards, you know you're going to give up some rebounds. It's just it's part of how we're going to play. We're going to give up more rebounds. Any good team we play that is great at rebounding is going to out-rebound us. The thing where we offset it is, one, we can offset it with steals and with turnovers, which we did tonight. We, we turned Arizona over 17 times, um, I think, to our 11 was the final stat there. Yeah, Duke turned the ball over 14 times 17. Okay, some of those for Duke were at the very end of the game, almost when it was over. Um, but, yeah, it, part of the way you offset that is with turnovers, and part of the way you offset it is just with mass scoring and shooting on the other side of the ball offensively. So it, all the, it drives me crazy seeing these people talking about, like, the huge story is the game is rebounding. It's an aspect of the game, yes, but Duke's – makeup of the roster is one that is going to be out rebounded but if you're going to get out rebounded you have to offset it on the offensive side of the court with shooting with ideally threes or you have to do it with steals and turnovers and honestly duke did that tonight i tweeted this out too surprising stat right again duke loses the rebounding battle 33 to 45 right and that's arizona got 15 offensive rebounds 30 defensive Duke got eight offensive rebound, 25 defensive. But normally when you see a rebounding stat like that, one team shoot has like got 10 plus more shots than the other team. But the thing is, Duke and Arizona had the exact same amount of field goal attempts, 65, right? Arizona shot 30 for 65. Duke ends up shooting 28 for 65. We missed two more shots than them. It, so when you look at it that way, Shots are really what you're concerned about. Even though Duke loses the rebounding battle in this game by a landslide, you get the same amount of shots. That's the that's our game. That's our game. Turning the other team over, getting steals, which I, I, we won the steals battle, but not by a lot. But we were still able to affect Arizona with our defense, with our on-ball defense, with our speed, and we were able to turn them over a lot. And, and they're a team that passes the ball super well, gets a ton of assists. They scored 122 points in their opener, for goodness sake. We were still able to turn them over and equalize the shot attempts, even with giving up way more rebounds. Th that, that, to me, is just how Duke is going to play this year. I, I am not that concerned with getting out-rebounded every – look, you always want to rebound. And sometimes, yes, it drives you up a wall. Like, when there's an important possession – and you can't box out and get a rebound, it's going to drive you crazy. 
Yes. And a, I can see it now. A bunch of Duke fans all year are going to be talking about rebounding. But the way this team plays with the guards that they play is the lineup that will get out-rebounded. So stop freaking out about the rebounding. It, it just it drives me crazy. We shot the same amount of field goals. That That's what really matters in the end because we, because we gave up rebounds, we were able to get turnovers. It, it's kind of a give and take here. Now, that doesn't always apply, but that's what happened in this game. Um, all right, enough of a rant about that. I'm sure I'll be ranting about that later in the season. It's just, it drives me crazy, these people that just throw up these stats and think that it decides the game. It, it didn't. The rebounding did not decide this game. I don't care what anybody says. Um, uh, next bad kind of as a team was they Duke just couldn't cash in in the important moments. It, in, several people were tweeting about this during the game, but... It, whenever we brought it back to, you know, one possession lead or even Duke was up, they couldn't finish. They just couldn't finish. Like, we would tie the game or go up two or get within one, and they would stall, turn the ball over. We did that a couple times. In the first ten minutes of the second half, I think we had – I don't know what the number is, but we had a ton of turnovers as we were going on our run because we would get the lead or get it really close and then flip and turn the ball over. And that's just something you can't do. The team needs to learn to swing with momentum. When we get rolling, we need to have some plays we go to on offense that can either get us to the line, which I think is something this team didn't do a lot. This team is a good free throw shooting team. And uh, I just don't feel like we pressured Arizona enough or pressured the refs enough to blow the whistle and get us to the free throw line. Um, but but that just didn't happen. We, we couldn't capitalize in the moments we needed to, especially on offense. Um and I just wanted to highlight, there were just a lot of shots I felt like that normally go in that didn't, and I think especially from Roach. Now, now I do think Roach had a great game, and one of my one of my first, this is kind of spoiling my first big good, is that Roach is just a killer, man. He is just, we talked about it all offseason, but he is just that perfect closer of a game. You know, just get him the ball and get out of the way. We come out of a timeout, you know, we're, I think it's a, we're down one. He instantly catches a pass on the wing and makes a three-point shot to put us up two. At that point, I thought Duke was going to win the game from there. Uh, it didn't happen, but, but Roach is just a born killer. But I thought there were so many shots that we are just so used to seeing Roach make that we're just unlucky misses tonight. I, I think he missed two or three of those little pull-up free throw line jumpers and I don't like I feel like he never misses those it is just an automatic shot for him that just always goes in especially on little tip outs and things like that he's just the man when it comes to that and they just had a few and it was like wasn't bad misses either they were like you know double rim bounce outs those are just shots he usually makes and just a minute difference of where he placed the ball uh, cause them to bounce out a couple times. And, and those points really are the difference in a game like this. Um, I just think Roach got unlucky a few times tonight and just barely missed some shots he normally makes. But overall, he was a killer. But let's move on to the good. I, I think there are plenty of positives to take away from this game. My first one, once again, Roach, just a born killer. You know, it was still clear, even though we've got Proctor, even though we've got all the good freshmen, at the end of the game, when we needed a shot, when we needed a bucket, either Kyle Filipowski or Jeremy Roach were, was taking that shot. And everybody knew it. Every, everyone on Duke knew it. Everybody on the other team knew it. It was either going to be Roach or Flip. And that's exactly what happened every time we needed a big shot. 
Um, but man, there's just, there are not a lot more people I trust with the ball in their hands at the end of the game than Jeremy Rich. He just always seems to make the right play and it's just born for those tough moments. Um, just a killer out there. I, I was really proud of the effort that Roach put in tonight. Plus, a thousand points. Congrats, Jeremy Roach, on the awesome career achievement. <laughs> kind of goes under the rug a little bit, especially with the Duke loss. But that's quite an achievement in this day and age to score a thousand points at Duke. So, uh, congrats to him. He's earned it. Uh, he's been a, a fun guy to watch over his time at Duke. So happy he's back for his senior season. Also, I just put uh, – Flip was awesome. I just, what more can you say about this guy? Uh, he had a great game tonight, and, and I think we learned from him that he can be effective at the five uh, defensively. Now, I think it helps uh, with Mark on the floor. Able, There were a couple times uh, Ballo backed Flip down and was able to just out-muscle him. But when with Mark's help, he had to pass out of those or he put up a bad shot, made a bad decision. Uh, so I, 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 the, my biggest question mark, maybe leading into this game, was how is Duke going to defend a a lead center? How is Duke going to defend a, a team that really plays through their big men, a team that their big man is their best player? And I thought they held up well. I, I thought the defense did everything they needed to do to win. Can we improve? Yes. But I, I just feel like the defense was able to do enough for Duke to win that game. We just couldn't follow up with it on the offensive side of the ball. But I think we learned from this game. Look, if we're playing a game with an opposing star big, we can defend. We can do enough to win. That That's a massive positive. Like I know people are down about this game, and yeah, it sucks. It stings to lose at home. But look, I think we learned we can, we can play with the team that their best player is their center. Dominant centers, we can beat them. And that's a big deal, like learning that this early in the season and getting that experience against a guy like Ballo this early is going to do miles for this team. And, and we learned we can do it. I, I'm walking away from that really happy. Uh, I also put, we were turning them over super well when I ranted about the rebounding. We know this team style defense is not going to be pound you on the boards. It's going to be to put pressure on the ball and either get steals or make you make mistakes in the passing game, which we did a ton of. Uh, I thought that was awesome as a team. Um, and I just want to highlight Jared McCain too. He just, I, man, especially early, he was just playing way past his age out there. That kid is just a star. He's just a star. And yeah, just a huge game from Jared McCain. I, I mean, he, he finishes with uh, going three for eight shooting, one for three from three point range. There are going to be games he shoots better than that. Ends up finishing with four rebounds, five assists, and three steals. Just what a huge effort from him as a freshman playing like this in your first really big game against a really good team. I, I couldn't be more happy with McCain of how he played tonight. You know, obviously you hope he goes three for three on his threes. But like uh I thought he made good decisions tonight. I thought defensively, man, was he putting up a fight. Like I Golly, we're worried about Jared McCain's defense with the three-guard lineup. He's the last guy we need to be worried about. Just he, There were times he got put on bigger man and just swatted the ball out of their hands and stole it. Just, he made winning play after winning play. And I feel like, and this is the important thing, like Duke was at their best with McCain on the floor. I, I just felt like we were the better, like we were the best version of ourselves when he was out there. I uh, walk away feeling extremely positive about McCain. Um, 
All right, that's kind of all I have to say about the good and the bad. Now, I'll, I'll just want to say some things to kind of wrap up as we continue talking about this team. I, let me just say, these are these are some big exclamation points. This team will look very different come March. That's so important to remember. It is Duke's second game of the year. To highlight that, Caleb Foster did not even attempt a shot in this game. Sean Stewart did not even attempt a shot in this game. Now, it's just... <laughs> if you think by the end of the season, Caleb Foster is is going to be playing like he did tonight. Now, I don't think he had an especially bad game. I, I just don't think he was his moment was there for him. But if you think we're gonna we're not going to use in particular those two guys at the end of the year like we're using now, you're crazy. Like come March, it wouldn't surprise me if Caleb Foster is shooting ten times a game and, and he doesn't take one tonight. It's it, this team is going to look so different when the young guys really get going other than McCain because he's already getting going. But there are so many things that are going to look different when we look back on this team. Uh, I, and again, look, the, the big takeaway from this game is I, I just think the maybe the most important moment of the game, you know, Flip hits a shot to go up, I think, 69-67, two points with 109 left, Right. It was right after Roach hit a three. They hit another shot to tie it up. We were up two. Then they hit another shot to tie it at 67. Uh, and then Flip comes down, makes a driving layup to go up to 109 left to play. Duke is slapping the floor defensively. I think it's over right then. I, I really thought Duke was going to wipe them out by then. And look, if you get a stop right there, Duke probably wins this game. 109 left, you're up two. You can't get a stop. You probably win, but instead they flip fouls on a not so great play. The guy makes it and converts the three point play for an and one, and they go up one. And after that, Duke just couldn't get going offensively again. And then Arizona hit every clutch free throw they needed, which is a credit to them. That's that's all preparation and clutchness, and and they executed better. But I just think. Sometimes when you're playing a great team like this, it comes down to, you know, one big possession at the end of the game. And today, Duke lost that possession. You're up two with 109. You want to win that game. You're, you know, you get a stop, you're shooting free throws for the win probably. I mean, you got one more possession to maybe even go up by more. But I, I'm convinced that Duke gets a stop there after Flip's shot, after Flip's made shot, they probably win. They didn't. They gave up an and one, so they lose. Um Sometimes when you're playing teams like this in November, that kind of stuff happens. It happens in March too, but we got a long way to go to prep for that. But this game was really, I don't want to say lost, but Duke dug themselves way too big a hole um, in the first half. We were down eight at halftime. Just not a lot of things were going right in that first half. You're, you're, the second half was far more positive. Duke won the second half uh, on the box score, especially when you kind of factor in the the useless kind of dunk at the end. I think we win it by five points uh, in the second half. Ended up winning it by three because of the big dunk to end the game. But uh, second half was far better. If you play the second half like you did the first half, Duke wins this game. Uh, but they dug themselves too big a hole. I think they shot two for 12 from three in the first half. Really bad shooting in the first half. Not just from three, but all around. Uh, flip was good in the first half. But, man, there weren't, other than McCain, weren't a lot to highlight in the first half. Even Jeremy Roach didn't have a great, great beginning. 
to this game. So if you don't dig yourself a big hole, Duke probably wins. Um, but they need to take that lesson and uh, move on from it. But I want to tell the, all the Duke fans out there to calm down. I know this is an early loss, but listen, we knew that this non-conference schedule was really tough. We play Arizona, Michigan State, Arkansas, and Baylor. We don't know what's going to happen in the rest of those non-conference games. But <laughs> if, I, if I were to say Duke wins out their non-conference opponents and you're sitting here and between Arizona, Michigan State, Arkansas, Baylor, those four games, you go three and one, I feel like you have to be happy with that. Now, I know most people were kind of expecting us to win this one and maybe lose at Arkansas or maybe lose one more, but... We don't know what's going to happen. Let's have a conversation after those games. Because I, I said, you know, early, um, if you want to get a number one seed in the NCAA tournament, these non-conference games are very important because you need to get these big wins. Uh, so we'll talk again after the rest of the uh, the non-conference schedule. And if we're sitting here two and two or, or one and three in those four big games, we'll have a different conversation. But if we're sitting here three and one and the one game we lose is Arizona – uh, that's a positive. That's good. Now, you don't want to drop this one because it's the first one, and now you got to win three in a row. But listen, Duke has an opportunity to do that. Uh, I actually think Arizona was our toughest test in the non-conference. I, I know that Arkansas has the caveat of that it's away, and that's a huge deal, yes. But uh, talent-wise, I felt like Arizona is the team that was most suited to beat Duke, and they did tonight. Um, tough loss, but it's early. It's super early. I think there are plenty of positives to take away if you're Duke. They just didn't make the winning plays uh, when they needed it. And the last point I'll make, we know that this team is motivated by losses. Now, like this is, we returned, what, 80% of our scoring? They talked about all last year when we went on our big run, how important their loss was to Miami when we got throttled at Miami last year. And we know they came out after that and just went on a tear uh, until they lost in the NCAA tournament. Let this team get motivated by this loss. I think they are really going to take this to heart and maybe come out and smash Michigan State on Tuesday. Um, but we got a big game coming up against them. They're coming off a loss too. We need to get ready for that. But remember, we know how this team normally responds to losses like this. And it's normally pretty good for Duke. Uh, so, yeah, that's all I got to say. Don't worry, Duke fans. I think we're going to be all right. Don't panic too much. I know it's bad. Sucks for me, too, even though it might not sound like it. I hate losing as much as anybody. Uh, but I think we're going to be fine. We'll, we'll have a conversation, too, at the end of non-conference. Maybe I was wrong. But there were positives from this game. And let's just walk away with throws, uh, move on. Move on to Tuesday. As Belichick says, we're on to Cincinnati. Even though it's not Cincinnati, it's Michigan State. Uh, but, yeah, we'll be coming at you again soon, Duke Blue Central. Thanks for all the people listening and following over on Twitter at Duke Blue Central. I uh, can't wait to uh, talk to you uh, next time. Go Blue Devils.